I mean, I guess, how do we want to, I kind of like the idea of doing a cold open to start this. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. But then the question is, where do we go from the cold open? Do we roll straight into, we could always just try for the intro music. All right, let's hit it. Sam. Hey, Rin. How's it going? I'm good. Um, I want to say welcome back, but I guess welcome because this is the first episode of the show. Hell yeah. This is the first episode that people who aren't us are hearing. We have been working on this project in secret for quite some time. Yes. And uh, what is this project, Sam? This is The Fandom Apprentice. It follows two best friends, me, Sam. And I'm Rin. <laughs> and you are a lifelong Tolkien fan. I have never really experienced any of his great works. And so we are going together on a journey, which is a queer reading of Lord of the Rings. We examine its historical context, mythological influences, and discover how the magic of this 70-year-old story still speaks to us as modern audiences. Yeah, um, like Sam says, I'm a I'm a lifelong Tolkien nerd, and we decided one day that um, we were going to go through the series together, and we were going to make all of our friends listen to us talk about it. So hopefully, uh, if you are here listening to this first episode, you are... You are now counted among our friends. Welcome. Yeah, I was going to say you either were already a friend or you are one now. So congratulations. We're pretty good friends. I think you'll enjoy being friends with us. Just to introduce ourselves a little bit more fully so that the audience knows who they're listening to, I guess. Um, my name is Rin. I'm, uh, I use she and they pronouns. And like Sam said, I'm a lifelong Tolkien fan. I think my dad read The Hobbit to me as probably a five or six-year-old child. Uh, I think five, to be honest. And Lord of the Rings, a little ways after, but not long. Um, if I look over here, lean over to my bookcase over to my copy of Lord of the Rings. Uh, my dad has written on the inside uh, that he gave it to me in 2006, which is after finishing the full series. So I would have been... Do you want to out yourself with your specific age on the show? Um, a wooga years old. <laughs> <laughs> you were young. You were a young person. Yes. I had not yet lived uh, a full decade on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good window. That's a good margin of error. But beyond the, the lifelong history with Tolkien, I grew up with many other uh, fantasy franchises as, as part of my childhood. My dad read me uh, Wizard of Earthsea. And I was introduced fairly young to Mistborn and 
that one about the wizard kid and the wizard school that we all read as children. Mm, and a moment of silence. <laughs> a moment of silence for the the sadness we feel about that. And Percy Jackson, once I hit like late elementary school. And um, I'm looking on my bookshelf, realizing that's a lot more of my modern interests these days. But I, I grew up steeped in fantasy. My dad was a D&D player from early, early on. And so I started playing D&D at age 11 or 12, which of course, and I started playing first edition AD&D, which is of course hugely influenced by Tolkien. Um, first edition AD&D is basically just... Uh, we changed the names of some things in Lord of the Rings and let you play in in the world. This is not technically copyrighted, the game. Basically. And then besides that, as I've grown up, I've sort of remained in love with fantasy and mythology. And so I, I minored in archaeology in college. Um, I am a I am a hard science person in my day to day life. I, I I do the science things and worked in public health for a lot of the pandemic, which was really fun and just great for your life and mental health and sleep schedule. <laughs> I had a set of skills that were useful um, in a global crisis, and I was happy that I could be useful in that global crisis, and that's all I'm going to say about that for now. <laughs> um, but I, I guess the biggest, the biggest piece of this is I'm a liberal arts nerd. Um, I do science in my day to day, but then I come home and I read the poetic Edda and uh, I talk about Tolkien on a podcast with my best friend. So I also, when I was in college, had a little bit of an academic interest in particularly Norse mythology. I spent some time living in Denmark. And while I was there, I studied uh, pre-Christian Nordic religion. So we went out to a bunch of uh, pre-Christian sites, archaeological sites, and uh, read the Eddas and the sagas, which are largely Icelandic and uh, Norwegian in origin. But there are some uh, Danish ones, Hrofkraki's uh, saga, for example. Um, and these were huge influences on Tolkien. We can, we can draw direct lines from these texts to what Tolkien ends up writing, right? And we'll delve so much more into that into the podcast. In the podcasts, we'll talk about the mythology and all of Tolkien's influences. And I'm very excited to get into that. And that's really fun for me because we'll just be talking about some random scene and you will say some Finnish word and go, Oh yeah, it's totally reminds me of this very specific mythology thing. And then my eyes just get very wide. Whoa, this is so cool. So Important it is note. It's not Finnish. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say some more. I don't know. This is why you're the one who knows things. And I'm the one who just sits here and absorbs your wisdom. But you have wisdom of your own, Sam. 
This is true. So I am, of course, the new fan. I'm also a lifelong fantasy enjoyer. My dad was also an OG D&D player and a youth pastor. So that was a really interesting combination for me in my childhood. Um, but we, I think, read a lot of similar series growing up. Um, but Tolkien just never crossed my path. I'm an ex-Tumblr fandom kid, so I have done my time in the trenches of fandom <laughs> and being very plugged into pop culture. I'm a current Tumblr fandom kid, so uh, congrats to you for getting out. <laughs> congrats to you for staying. I feel like we're both entitled to veterans discount. But in terms <laughs> of my actual um, formal academic knowledge, I have a religion and gender studies degree. The religion is more Buddhist studies oriented, but I have varied interests, so different things come up at different times, but I think that that's fun. And I will sometimes draw connections between things in the story and mythologies and stories that definitely were not directly connected, but are interesting to connect anyway in my own brain. And especially now as an adult, having long recovered from the college, post-college reading slump, I've just been really rediscovering my love of reading as an adult. And at this point, I read almost exclusively queer media, either books by queer authors or books with queer characters. We have a book club together with our friends that's all queer books. So I definitely have a very academic sense for queerness in all things. And I like to analyze it and unpack it and talk about Hobbit masculinity and <laughs> Hobbit genders and all of that good stuff. Hobbits don't have gender, they have mushrooms. And I think that's an energy that we could apply to our world as well, and things would be better. I agree. So, Sam, how do we know each other? How are we friends? Yeah, so we are very bestest friends. We have known each other for the better part of a decade now. That's but... terrifying. Yeah, I know, time, right? But we got to know each other very well from our D&D campaign, which we're both in. So we're also going to be talking about D&D a lot on the pod because it comes up constantly just in our daily conversations. Our gaily conversations? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're both queer. I I said the word <laughs> queer about 50 times. You said pronouns. But just in case that was not abundantly queer to you, friends, that's it's going to be going to be a lot of that. I think we already established that pretty firmly, but it doesn't hurt to repeat. Well, I think the, the the really central piece here is the fact that I grew up with your spouse. Yes. Um, you are married to my childhood best friend, who will be appearing like a cryptid on select episodes of the pod, and we'll find out when those are, when they happen. Yeah, they'll be our film correspondent. It'll be fun. Yes. So... Uh, I think I maintain that, yes, we're the same person, but really that just reflects back on them for wanting to spend time <laughs> with the same sort of people. The same person in different fonts. And you know what? That worked out well for everybody in the end. It did. So the, the running joke for a long time was that Sam and I share a brain cell. Was um, in the past tense. We still reference that daily. <laughs> We'd come up with the same things at the same time uh, from literally continents apart. Yeah, we are 
to a degree that's really eerie. Like we will just be chatting randomly and find out that we're both eating the same specific rarely imported cheese at the same moment. <laughs> or we both had a dream about the same subject. Uh, or we will send each other a text at the same moment with the same words. It's it's a little bit spooky, but it's very fun. In a slightly different order because we have slightly different syntax. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're very similar people and that is how we became good friends and ever since I have basically just been subjecting Sam to everything that formulated me as a human being so my music tastes my tastes in media and we decided at one point we decided to make a book club so we could make all of our friends read books with us and now we have a podcast so we can make all of our friends, old and new, uh, come along with us on this new media journey. So in terms of what specifically we'll be doing and what folks can expect from the structure of the show, uh, we are reading the Lord of the Rings books, if that was not abundantly clear. And we're also going to be watching the movies in order. I don't know how the movies will fall in between the books or if we'll do them after, but it's not like we'll be randomly reading Return of the King first. You know, It'll be in the order that the books go. We'll do two to three chapters each episode and we'll sort of loosely cover the plot and any commentary that we have as we go through the chapters. We'll stop for analysis and we will have so many tangents. We will probably cover some spoilers. I'm trying to keep most of my commentary spoiler free and just make notes for what I need to bring up in later episodes. So as to kind of keep Sam in the dark. But there is an assumption that there are some things just from being a person in the world familiar with one of the most popular franchises of all time, that there's some stuff that everybody's just going to kind of know. And right. these Tolkien... books have been around for 70 years. So if you're really <laughs> worried about spoilers at this point, I don't know what to tell you. They've been around for more than that. <laughs> well, it's been... I looked up when fellowship came out and it was like 68 or 69 years ago i'm i was thinking about are you including the hobbit 19, i was including the hobbit 1937 yeah okay so these books have been out for a long ass time <laughs> you know there's gonna be some spoilers but in the spirit of the show we will try to keep those to a minimum right we won't be covering the hobbit on the show because that is actually how i got sam into lord of the rings was i read the Hobbit over the phone to you mm -hmm. during during lockdown, which I I didn't make you do, but I persuasively requested that you do, and then it just became an ongoing thing, and it was delightful. So, along with our various tangents, I think it's probably worth mentioning now that this will be an explicit podcast. Very yes. This is not for the kiddies. Uh, this is not for putting on the ox at work. Um, I, I mean, it could be. I don't. I Depends don't know where you work. I don't know. I don't you know your workplace. Cool. <laughs> I don't know your workplace and your vibe with your coworkers. I would not put it on the ox at my job. Yeah, just because you experienced these stories as a child does not mean that we will be talking about them in a way that is approachable for children. No, and similarly. If you know us in real life or happen to be a member of our families, 
we're happy to have you listen. Thank you so much for your support. You listen at your own risk. (laughs) There will be things you will learn that you cannot unlearn. And I would like to be able to make eye contact with you across the dinner table in the future. So, you know, for the sake of our future relationship, maybe just consider, consider that. Yeah. um, You are, you are welcome to continue, but at your own risk and on your own head, be it. (laughs) And I'll do things to Aragorn's head. Uh Listen, Aragorn can do whatever he wants. When you're done, send him over my way and it'll be just fine. (laughs) So if that all sounds like something you'd be interested in listening to or following along with or inflicting on your friends and family, we'd love to have you along for the ride. If you want to be an apprentice like me, if you want to bring an apprentice along with you on your own journey... This is a maybe a fun experience to share with one of your friends and, you know, read along if you want, rediscover it if this is something that's familiar to you. Hopefully this is an experience that's going to have something to offer for everybody. And if, yeah, if you're a lifelong Tolkien fan or a lifelong fan of fantasy like me, you can, you can enjoy listening along with us and yell at me when I say incorrect things because it's, it's been a year or two maybe a little longer since I've, I've read this and any of the other associated media and the legendarium. And you can enjoy watching Sam slowly make her way through the series as well. I heard the beginning of an S sound and I was sure you were going to say watching Sam suffer because you have explicitly stated to me that the point of this podcast is also just to cause me emotional damage so, you know, that too, that could also happen. Yeah, there may be some emotional harm, but that's more for the our season two that we already have sort of vaguely planned out. But mm-hmm. we'll get more peppered in on that as we as we go through. So we'd love to have you join us on this lovely little adventure. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us elsewhere on the internet, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok as FanAppPod, F-A-N-A-P-P-P-O-D. Yes, that's three P's in a row. I'm not sorry. <laughs> so we hope you'll, in- you'll join us on the adventure. And uh, please, if you in- like what you hear, please share it with your friends. Word of mouth is a great way for podcasts to get new listeners. And leave us a review if the podcast platform you're listening on allows that sort of thing, or rate us. And hopefully we will see you in our full-length episodes. And here's a little taste of what you will catch in episode one. I do love that we, we get a little more of, like, Tolkien editorializing in this book than we got in The Hobbit. We get, um, and we get token editorializing on behalf of all of the other characters. Um, we get a line about Bilbo, that they're dreading Bilbo's after dinner speech, which is inevitable because he was liable to drag in bits of what he called poetry. And sometimes after a glass or two would allude to the absurd adventures of his mysterious journey. Um, I love that just 
liable to drag in bits of what he called poetry. Stone yeah. fucking cold. <laughs> so mean. It's like, listen, he wrote his memoirs. He's having fun being eccentric, but it does just annoy the fuck out of everyone around him. And I love that. I, this, this reminds me a little bit of um, the very early parts of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where they're describing Bogan poetry being the third worst in the universe. And mm. I was reading that this line thinking, oh, so where does Bilbo's poetry rank <laughs> amongst amongst uh, universe levels of poetry? Probably still quite bad. Um, and well, in terms of the speech that he gives, this speech was this also delivered to me in a very dramatic way. Would you like to tell the good I, people the the complete context? Because it was beautiful. Do I and have wonderful. to? Yes, because if you don't, I will. Um, it was also the first time that you had met my roommate. Yes, um, this was. They were and... recovering from a minor medical procedure and like kind of out of it. And what but I have we been were, told. Was... Oh, sorry. Well, th- we were just sort of all sitting around um and my roommate had moved in like the week prior to this Mm -hmm. and so did not really know me just comes out of their room and i am standing on a chair delivering this speech (laughs) um you know my dear bagginses and boffins tooks and brandy bucks and grubs and chubs and um it's it's a wonderful wonderful speech and specifically, it was the transition because we were sitting on the couch together, you know, being cozy, having our nice little moment. And then you're like, wait one second and get up on the chair. And it was delightful. Um, yes. And he has one hand in his trouser pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did stand on the chair with one hand in my in the pocket of my shorts. Um, and uh, they... We have the speech. And I love the way that this speech is written um, and printed with the, the different capitalizations and uh, the, you know, the use of the italics here and there. Like, I feel like I understand Bilbo's tone and what he's emphasizing really well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. Yeah, no, it adds a lot of dimension. And especially if you have read The Hobbit, seeing the confidence with which he carries himself at this point in his life, we have an inside joke from our D&D campaign about the idea of someone being a fully realized woman. And I have taken that on as my personal brand. But this is definitely a fully realized Hobbit. This is someone who knows what he's about, has, as you said, stared a dragon in the face and come out alive. So he is out of fucks to give. He's just going to do what he wants. The Phantom Apprentice is produced and edited by Rin and Sam. Our music was composed and performed by James, and our art is by Casey Turgeon. This podcast is created for non-commercial entertainment purposes, and the opinions expressed therein are our own and are not reflective of the opinions of any other person or organization. The content discussed is the property of the Tolkien Estate and is used here under fair use.